0: It takes more than converting your treadmill desk into a kickboxing desk. To be a great software engineer, this is episode 357 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show about all the non-technical things that go into the technical field of software development, like the ever-escalating arms race to do more intense workouts at your desk. (laughs) First, it was the humble yoga ball. Oh, yeah. And then the standing desk and then the treadmill desk. And soon it'll be the deadlift desk, or the, <laughs> the Pilates desk.
1: What about a desk that you actually have to hold in the air while working at it? <laughs> <laughs> there yes. are no legs.
0: <laughs> or you have to just like crouch and rest it on your lap.
1: Yeah, like you're squatting, like air squatting.
0: Yeah, or like wall sit.
1: Wall sits, but <laughs> you're holding a desk. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Listen, I need to I need to buy your cheapest monitor. I mean sorry, your lightest monitor is what I need.
0: <laughs> You're gonna call with your boss and you topple over because you can't <laughs> keep keep the desk held up anymore. Oh boy. Everyone would be strong and healthy and sweaty and red faced all the
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> We're always out of breath.
0: Sounds like a strange work environment. That's not what this show is about, Dave. <laughs> Do you want to thank our patrons?
1: Yes, big thanks to thecomputersciencebook.com, Kyle Boss, Valentin at Datafold, Santa Hope, Arnoa Fraserlow, Low, Kent C. Dodds, Jenny Kim, Owen Chartle, Craig Motlin, I Love Mavis, The Stochastic Parrot, Alice Jost. At least we have no longer have that awful name. Phloxena, <sighs> Senehillification is common in Lanfuer, pilgwin Gilgoguri, schwern Ganedenhut Hutton, Ohio, Patreon.com.au. We're hiring. Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, Testing is Documenting.org. Ola Dapofari, Anchor. This shout out sponsored by Will Angel. <laughs> that actually belongs to Anchor. Just so you know, like the that's one line. Ragnar, Nick Hathaway, <laughs> Travis Sanders, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Bartek Dekowski, Cody Sale, Nick Cantar, and Philip John Basile. If you would like to join this illustrious crew, go to softskills.audio and click the support us on Patreon button, where if you contribute a sufficiently large amount that makes Jameson's eyeballs pop out of his head, we will say your name or phrase or unpronounceable emoji of your choice on the show every week. And if you contribute any dollar amount, we'll give you access to our Slack community at the beginning of every month. Big thanks to everyone who's done that so far.
0: If the, the amount is so high that I topple over, I can't hold up my my like overhead press desk anymore. <laughs> is secret unobtainium benefit. I found out I have some kind of issue with names in in prose. I I just can't not can't. Uh, when I'm reading, I I like gloss over the names, and sometimes I remember the first letter, but the whole name I never say it out loud in my head or or hear it. So I've I've read very long book series where I I, I have ideas of what the characters are like, but I just don't know their name at all or if i do it's it's like wildly different from how it's actually pronounced mm-hmm. so this is my my excuse for why i'm so much worse than you are at pronouncing okay i accept Landfair, or whatever you're great that's the point
1: i'm no i'm not good at it either it's i've heard people say it and i'm nowhere close
0: well good thing you have the opportunity to practice yes every week uh every other week. Sh- should i read our first question <laughs> yeah go for it This is from a listener, Steve, who asks, How long is too long to wait to be paid? I've worked at four early stage startups in my career. Two were successful, one failed. My current one is limping along but shows signs of taking off. At the startup that failed, we stopped getting paid and some of us stuck around for two to three months until the CEO closed the business. I ended up unpaid for nearly three months of work. At my current startup, we are three months behind and it has been this way for six months. The CEO is transparent about fundraising and clients slow in paying invoices. My question is how long before I follow your age old advice?
1: Yes, we haven't given that advice in a while.
0: Yeah, the advice has different consequences than it used to. Yeah. As someone currently on the job market,
1: it used to have only good consequences.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: hmm. Have you ever been uh, unpaid? had payroll fall behind at work
1: you know knock on wood but i never have
0: i have not either the closest i came was that silicon valley bank yes yeah. where lots of startups were almost in the same boat and then and then suddenly weren't anymore and yeah. even the thought of that i was like well maybe i need to go find a new job <laughs> someone that doesn't bank with silicon valley bank <laughs> yes exactly Someone that either contributed to the run <laughs> and got out early. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, yeah, the uh, I haven't either I haven't been in this situation and I'm trying to I think I would have a really hard time working without a paycheck based on the promise of a future paycheck. So the fact that you stuck around for two to three months without being paid is already pretty different from, I think, my my normal action, which would be to say, you failed to fulfill your side of the bargain, or, or, or of the of the contract, which is you pay me money, <laughs> and my side is I work. Yeah. We're three months behind and it's been this way for six months. So I interpret that to mean they've been three months behind on pay for six months. So they, they haven't been unpaid for six months, but they are owed three more months of dollars.
1: Yeah, I, I, I trimmed the question for brevity, and it was like um they've been behind by three months two months four months varies over the last six months which tells me that this problem has been ongoing maybe for a little longer than six months which in my mind is a long time to have partial pay i mean just judging by the numbers here this means they essentially got a 50 percent pay cut averaged amortized over a six plus month period and that's pretty intense
0: so i'm not speaking from experience here but I feel like if I were to work without pay, I would need to be either very strongly convinced that this is a brief anomaly that will soon resolve itself Mm -hmm. or have some kind of other upside. Uh Usually as an employee at a startup that's kind of past the seed phase, your opportunities to get more equity are pretty limited once you already work there. Sometimes there are refresh grants, but it's, it's... kind of get what you get when you're hired and then maybe you get a little bit more if you believe in this company enough to work without pay one thing they should have is is equity and you might be able to say to to turn i don't know work for sweat equity basically but in a company that like has existed for a while and has had revenue in the past and is kind of more real than yeah. The sweat equity opportunities that are sometimes out there. We should define what that is. What is sweat equity,
1: Dave? Uh it's when you collect your human body sweat in cauldrons over an extended period of time. <laughs> this this builds up and increases in value. Basically, what you're hedging against is your lack of fame. So one day you're gonna be famous enough to sell your sweat. And so by the vintage sweat, even yeah, from before you were famous. That's right. Pre fame sweat yeah. has a much higher valuation than okay. post fame sweat.
0: See, I'm glad I asked you to explain this because I, I really thought I understood. This. Yeah,
1: no, I mean a lot of people are have a, have the wrong idea about this.
0: Maybe everybody besides you <laughs> has the wrong idea about it.
1: Well, okay. As a, a counter argument to that, Jameson, how much would you pay for one gallon of Tom Cruise's sweat from 1987? Hmm. <laughs> That's a
0: horrifying image. I just, what color is that jug? It's gotta be mostly like stratified into whatever is in sweat. Uh, I would pay to not have to think about that anymore. <laughs>
1: um. Hey, it works both ways. I will, uh, I'll send you a bill for the latter thing that you wanted, your order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the best definition I got.
0: Okay, I'll try and give an alternative definition. Maybe a more mainstream definition. You work for equity in the company instead of for, for cash. Either the company doesn't have any revenue or cash or, or um, often, I don't know, very early stage employees or founders might do this. They might not take a salary or something. But yeah, you're, you're, you're getting equity instead of money. And right now you're getting nothing Yeah, except the good intentions to pay you back what has been lost. But there's a couple ways this could go. Either the company makes it through and they're able to pay back the back pay that that is kind of mounting up, or they collapse. And if you're going to keep working there, I think if the company makes it through this, there's a chance that equity can be pretty valuable. and, And so... I think I'm stumbling through this explanation. I'm just going to not explain it and instead (laughs) say, if I were you and I were still, if I were, if I were not running for the hills to get a different job, I would Mm -hmm. say, can you pay me in in, uh, equity of commensurate value to the, uh, at the current valuation to the cash I am missing right now?
1: Yeah. And it'll be an interesting question to see if the company is willing to give up ownership in exchange for continued labor. So far, you've demonstrated that you're willing to work for free for at least some amount yeah. of time. And so you're coming at it from kind of a, I guess, I don't know if that makes it too hard of a bargaining angle, but the fact that you've got a few months of back pay accumulated is good leverage because you can say, look, I've hit a line. I'm not willing to work anymore until we get this sorted, but you can compensate yeah. me through equity at least. But I'm with you, Jameson. At this point, I'm evaluating a backup plan. In fact, it doesn't hurt at all to start the job search, which we should share is a, maybe be a little bit... Um, What's the word? The opposite. What's the opposite of abbreviated? <laughs> Extended? I don't know. The job search is going to take That's a little a longer one. than it may have in past years.
0: Yeah. I mean, it depends on your financial situation and your faith in the company. But as as a sign of the company's health, not paying your employees for several months is not a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. But we're so close to busting out. It's going to be amazing. That's what people y- say. Yeah, and, You know, most companies I know... Uh, oh, maybe 99% of them, did not have overnight success. It's a grind to get a company going from the start to, to major success. You know, the, yeah. if people look at big companies like, you know, they look at the top 10 list on the S&P 500, and every single one of those took years of just toil before they got to anything sizable. And that's really true for any company I know, even the smaller ones.
0: I, I also think, I know it's not unheard of to have a company really struggle and go and miss payroll and then kind of make it back. But I would be interested to see how it, it, I imagine it makes it even more rare that the equity will be worth something like the default expected value of equity in in startups is basically zero. Mm -hmm. And I feel like overall it's probably, you're probably less likely to get value out of equity from a company that has sunk to the level where it cannot pay its employees for several months.
1: Really why why do you say that? Oh sorry, you you mean to get value, not not stock up op- more stock options grant.
0: Yeah, 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 like like say you stick around and they they end up being able to make payroll and you got some equity out of it for staying through this period of of no money. You're still betting at that point that this equity will be will be liquid and worth something at some point. And I feel like that bet feels riskier because the company had to go without paying its employees for a while. Yeah. But it's an option if you are interested in staying or you yeah. feel like the bet seems worth it. Or you have other reasons for liking it. Yeah. You don't like the idea of working for money. You, you <laughs> actually like working for free. I don't like the entanglements that money brings into my life. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to treat my job more like open source. Yeah. <laughs> where there's no obligation... That my customers have to me, but I also have tons of obligations exactly so now... <laughs> <laughs> they pay me nothing, but they demand they make huge demands on yeah. me yeah
1: it's I love it. Let's have more of that, please,
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah i I would have been gone after the first well, I don't know, gone is I feel like after the first missed paycheck, I would have started the job search. Yeah. With the ideal of of not having to miss another one at that company. And uh, obviously you don't control how long it takes to get another job, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that says a little bit about you, Jameson. You know, I, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say you're probably not an entrepreneurial spirit. This person, though, I think is.
0: My wife and children are less entrepreneurial with not having money to pay for life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not in a I'm not in a large financial risk time of life yeah. for, for me. This question
1: asker though I, I gather is a bit a little bit more entrepreneurial and so maybe this is just okay. Because a lot of yeah. like I said earlier, a lot of companies that are huge successes, they had a lot of toil and grind, but they also had a lot of failure. And I hear this story over and over from founders who are like, oh, yeah, there were year, There were many months where I was worried we wouldn't make payroll or we did miss payroll or I had to do creative funding of payroll for a period of time. This is a common story. So the fact that they're missing payroll right now doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be down and out forever. And I would hate to give advice to someone who has equity in a company that might be the world's next I was gonna say a successful company, and then the word Enron jumped in my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so cynical. <laughs> uh, I would hate for you to miss out on the upside of a huge valuation on an awesome company in the future. So, yeah. so you got to keep that in mind. But that is like rolling a, a you know, a ten thousand sided die and hoping it comes up with one number.
0: I think I would be thinking a lot about the opportunity cost and. How it felt to pay that because part of the opportunity cost here is a full-time salary at some other job that you might get. and yeah, if, if you uh, maybe your expenses are low, maybe maybe it said uh two were successful, two early stage startups that were successful maybe maybe they made a bunch of money from that and they're more willing to be risky. I spent all my money on yachts, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I gotta keep the income coming in so i I would have a harder time sticking around that long yeah as an employee. maybe if it was like, uh, co-founder or some kind of higher level leadership role and I had more visibility on, on the payroll stuff but yeah that's my advice all right did we answer it yes okay guaranteed
1: guaranteed yes this this answer comes with our usual guarantee it's a limited warranty it's um it's a hundred thousand miles or five years whichever comes first <laughs> <laughs> and we'll replace the whole powertrain for you if you if you have an issue
0: here we really value customer service yeah and the the reputation of our vehicles that's that that's right.
1: We haven't had any recalls, though. We should probably start issuing some of those.
0: Well, it's because we build fine automobiles. (laughs) Every machine that we've produced has been perfect.
1: That's true. We've never produced an imperfect machine. All right. Uh, Shall I read our next one? Please. This comes from a listener named Jess, who says, How do I get past survivor's guilt when my company does mass layoffs, but I am not one of the casualties? I've been at the company less than a year, and this is the second time they've fired thousands of people, including from my team, folks I worked with at least weekly, and folks who have been at the company significantly longer than I have. I feel guilty that I, quote, the new guy, close quote, am still employed, but the folks who have been there for years aren't. How can I get past this and keep working to ensure I'm not caught up in the next round of layoffs? My manager says I'm doing good work, and the layoffs included complex inputs, but that only helps a little bit. (laughs) oh whoo yikes i've been wondering when we were going to start getting questions about like a little bit more poignant questions about layoffs you know we've been hearing questions like how do i avoid getting laid off uh and so on but this is the first one i think that came uh, across our radar where it says thousands of my coworkers have been laid off and i have survivor's guilt very interesting
0: yeah so I'm, i'm on the other end of this uh i was laid off a few weeks ago hence Being on the job search. Yeah. And I've been there for other people. I've I've been a survivor of layoffs as well. Mm I feel like by the time the layoff plan is being made, there's basically nothing you can do to put your name on one to to move your name between the naughty list to the nice list. So to speak. Yeah, or it's kind of a synthesis of a lot of yeah, complex inputs. Especially if this is a org big enough to have laid off thousands of people, then it's possible that they are targeting layoffs strategically rather than individual performance yeah. based by saying we are going to stop investing in this large opportunity that has a whole department associated with it or, I don't know, decrease our costs in, in cloud somehow and then mm-hmm. a bunch of Kubernetes related folks get laid off or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, this is an it's an interesting trade off about working at a large company. Your overall impact on the financial health of the company is pretty small, um, uh, and it can be very comfy because there's this huge infrastructure around you that's probably not going to disappear. Mm-hmm. But it can also feel stressful if things are not going great, and then and then the question is, well, what what can I do to turn? this fortune 10 company around right well you probably have to go talk to the fed and maybe (laughs) work on the war in ukraine and (laughs) think about some oil prices and like the the inputs are myriad and large
1: i guess when they said inputs i wasn't thinking about macroeconomic inputs like interest rates (laughs) yeah well it's got to be one of them yeah kind of is so are you are you basically saying don't feel survivor's guilt because it's not your fault?
0: Well, don't feel survivor's guilt doesn't feel like very effective advice. Just don't when feel that. When I received that advice, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it, it failed on me.
1: Did you did you look at yourself and go, huh?
0: No, still feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I did. I also got advice when I was laid off that said, "Don't blame this on yourself." And I said, "Yep, also didn't work." Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, too bad. <laughs> Um, how do I avoid survivor's guilt? I think part of it is acknowledging the scale of the organization that you work in. And, and, oh, this is going to be a not very fun metaphor, but Uh-oh. imagine you're, you're, I don't know, you're in a trench in World War I and there's all these artillery strikes going off. Okay. You dig your trench, but there's not a ton you can do besides that. If, if like things are happening to you at this massive scale, and sometimes bad things will happen to you, and sometimes bad things will happen to people close to you. And and those people probably got advice to not feel survivor's guilt either. I wonder if it worked for them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, survivor's guilt, the first context I heard survivor's guilt in was in the context of warfare. That's, I mean, I don't know if that's where it came from, but that's what I heard of. So are you saying to, to lean into the randomness of the world and be grateful for fortunes that fall to you and and uh
0: just try to move on somehow i think so i mean i think that's one way you could think of it another thing you could do is if there are people you you feel particularly sad i mean one thing that happens when when there are layoffs is if you spend a lot of time with someone at work suddenly you don't anymore Mm -hmm. and that can be pretty painful it's grieving you can still reach out to those folks they're not dead you won't work with them so you're you're connection and relationship will not be the same at all but if there's someone you particularly miss uh you can you can add them to your network on linkedin if you i believe that's the standard approach for going through the grieving process
1: yeah um sorry that that took me a moment to get but i realized yes linkedin connections (laughs) are a key to the grieving i think any therapist will tell you that
0: (laughs) yeah i'm yeah you have a loved one who passed Find their now defunct LinkedIn profile and yeah, add that'll help. As a connection. <laughs> this will yes. be great. Your grandmother. <laughs> yes.
1: You know, I, I do have one perspective on this, and and it's uh this might be a hopelessly optimistic way to view the situation, but and it might also be the uh grumpy old person card that I'm about to play here. But and I'm not even mm. that old, but I was actually around in the industry working as an intern at one of these big tech companies back the last time we had widespread tech layoffs. And that was in the early 2000s. And it was just a little over 20 years ago that I remember coming to work at a company called Novell that uh, has been absorbed by many other companies. And I think basically doesn't exist anymore, but was a pioneer in the networking space. And um, coming into work and watching people pack up their boxes and go home because they just got done with their layoff meeting and they were told that they were on the list. So that's not the bright side yet. But the hopelessly optimistic viewpoint is we've had over 20 years of essentially unbounded employment and wage growth in the software engineering field. It's been a remarkably good time. I've been saying it's a golden age for pretty much 20 years straight. It, and I just thought, when is it going to end? Well, I think it I think it didn't even end. It just kind of reduced in its fervor a little bit. And so mm-hmm. one perspective on this that might soften the pain a little bit for those that are surviving after a, a layoff is that, look, this has been a very rare event. You've had a lot of really good years. A lot. Does that help you feel any better?
0: Uh no.
1: Nope. I don't think it would.
0: <laughs> because because it could feel like a change in environment. It's not an event. It's now this is this we're we are entering the hard times. And yes, we had a bunch of good times, but but if those are over now, doesn't doesn't feel better to think but but the good times, sure we're good you're worried about what's going to yeah, happen to me next
1: that's a good point uh okay well i i disavow my optimistic outlook and embrace <laughs> your cynicism
0: <laughs> my manager says i'm doing good work uh that's a good start good sign your manager could get laid off yes <laughs> that's also possible <laughs> <laughs> some of i mean some of the advice for how to avoid the next round of layoffs is is generic and and. Generalizable to how to be good at your job, mm-hmm. but people who are widely known as as um, vital members of a team of some of some important thing that the business must keep doing are much harder to lay off. And in times of cost cutting, one of the questions that is often asked is is who is essential to operate this this product or team or company or department or whatever. And kind of make a list of those people and then think, okay, what about all the other people who 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 here would hurt the least to let go? So if you can be on that list of who is essential, yeah, your likelihood of being laid off is definitely smaller.
1: There's two ways to get on that list. Number one is you can do really good work and make yourself indispensable and valuable. Mm-hmm. And number two is find where the list is stored.
0: <laughs> the Ferris Bueller method. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I like it. Yeah, I mean, be indispensable is very pithy advice.
1: Also not great, by the way. Indispensability is, I believe, a poor career strategy because um, even though it makes it very hard for a company to fire you, it also breeds resentment among your coworkers and creates an organization with toxicity sometimes where you have these these people that are untouchable because they have crucial information. This is our Yoda you know, who can never be let go and so that's not really good. But I mean doing doing consistently great work and making sure you get feedback from your manager on how you can do better work will help you to be valuable even though I do think indispensability is a bad target.
0: Yeah, maybe we mean different things by that. I guess I don't mean like you know all the secrets to the systems that nobody else does, but more like you are so effective that if the team is much smaller around this thing. Yeah, fair and, enough. But the thing has to keep going. Like we need we need you to keep it going. Yeah, you're the one we choose. You're, you're the one who could best keep it going under constrained, fewer numbers of employees. I'm going to say con- constrained resources, but that means that the people are the resources. And that feels gross. You could also, I mean, that's that's kind of related to the other thought I had, which is if the kind of work you are doing is still going to be done, someone who can, who can be more of a generalist and cover more breadth, could be more useful in a layoff this is so if if they're just slashing a whole division or whatever then this is less useful but if they're saying we have 15 people on this project and we need to go down to four then competent people are easier to keep on that list and people who can spread wider through the stack of If if this is, a, don't know, some web-based product and it's got some operation stuff and some back-end stuff and some front-end stuff, and if you can do more of those skills, I think that might make make you more likely to stick around.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, there were two questions embedded in this question, and I think we've sufficiently failed to answer both of them that we can probably call it
0: done. I declare it done. Good work. (laughs) I would say I was indispensable in answering that question. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have done it without you. That's you for sure. You can't have this podcast without me. No,
1: I've harbored great resentment because of it, too. <laughs> I've been trying to find a way to lay you off for years. <laughs> and finally, the Weird. advent of AI is making it <laughs> Yeah, you've been watching those
0: developments closely. Little did you know, I've spent Soon. the last
1: 356 episodes collecting high-definition audio samples of your voice <laughs> for one reason only. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I know that the I've seen stuff on YouTube where they clearly fake, but take celebrities' voices. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I feel like there's a genre of they're playing video games together.
1: Yes, that is a thing. I've seen former presidents playing video games. Yeah, and I hear from my teenage children that they're very funny, but I haven't actually seen
0: them. Do you think it's funny to hear the president say naughty words? <laughs> it'll it'll happen. If so, Boy, we've it got
1: a video genre for you. <laughs> yes. I think someone needs to recreate a, a Minecraft playthrough with our voices of two players on
0: it. Maybe that's a project I can go take on because yeah. I am. I've got some. I've got some personal investment time. Yeah. In between jobs. You
1: want to become an AI expert? Now you know what to
0: do. I just want to play Minecraft to generate the video <laughs> that yeah. will play behind the audio. Yes. All right. Well. I think we're, we're done answering questions. Okay. What can people do if they want their own questions answered?
1: Go to softskills.audio and click ask a question where you can fill out our little question form. You can give us as much or as little info as you want. We love all your questions. We get so many, and we just love reading them. Thank you. It's my favorite thing to read each week. Please
0: keep those coming. Indeed. Thank you. All right. We will catch you next week.